Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's time to hit the field with Extra Point, featuring Kayla Mortolaro and Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060 or give us a call at 602-260-1060. The snap is back. The hold is down. You can't miss with this combination. And the extra point is good. Hour number two of Extra Point on this Friday, May 12th. Bob Cam, Kayla Mortolaro with you up until noon today, as we typically do. Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. That's right, it's a Friday. Friday spread brought to you by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. Von Hansen's, it's not your normal meat market. Craft beer, wine, spirits, and amazing treats for your four-legged friends. Located 2390 North Alma School in Chandler. It's Mother's Day this weekend, so make sure you're out there celebrating moms. And uh, Von Hansen's wants to be able to help you do that. The Mother's Day special, two 10-ounce ribeyes and two twice-baked potatoes at $39.99. Bob, do you like twice-baked potatoes? I don't know if I know what that is. Oh. I like baked potatoes. How's that? Okay, like that's a, fair. I like them you know, once-baked for sure. <laughs> <laughs> How about some scalloped potatoes? Oh, I could do that. Okay. I had really good scalloped potatoes last night, so I'm on the potato kick here. Uh, I understand that. (laughs) Continuing with the specials, though, from Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, uh, you have the spatchcock cut chickens at $2.99 a pound and 16 20-count cooked shrimp at $14.99 a pound. So that's Von Hansen's Meats. Uh, You can check them out online at vonhansensmeats.net. The $100 gift certificate still available for you. And, uh... Chances are it's going to happen in this hour, so make sure you're stay tuned for that. But let's reset the scene with today's. Hey, one other quick thing here: you mentioned Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom was born this day in 1925. I mentioned this uh, at the start of the Sports Zone today. Obviously, she passed away unfortunately in 1982. But I think over all the time, still all these years later, and uh, unbelievably blessed to have great parents. And uh, thanks to mom once again. Well, geez, and dad, for that matter, but I'll get to that when we get to Father's Day. Well, geez, Bob, you're making me look bad. I haven't said anything about my mom yet, so we'll we'll table that for. I'm going to make her listen to the rest of the hour before I say anything nice. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Okay. Uh, all right, fair enough. KDOS1060.com's poll question: Tease your mom to listen to the show? Come on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, KDOS1060.com's poll question here involving the Phoenix Suns: Should the Suns break up the core following? A second consecutive humiliating season-ending loss. Yes and no. No continues to lead the way here now at 67% of the vote. Yes, trailing at 33% of the vote. I will add this here. Uh, the Suns are having exit media availability today. Monty Williams, one of those people uh, addressing the media. I do know for sure he was directly asked about you know job security, etc. And essentially not naive to what he's seen happen in the NBA in the last uh, couple of years, especially even in this offseason, Mike Budenholzer being fired uh, from the Milwaukee Bucks. So he understands that uh, certainly those sorts of topics are going to be thrown his way and questions in this offseason. You mentioned the Milwaukee Bucks. Within the last few minutes here, I saw a headline that uh, the Bucks are interested in Ty Lue and Monty Williams as their next head coach. Oh, interesting. Okay. 
Um, Those well, two guys are still employed, by the way. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I. That's why it's interesting. Uh, and uh, yeah, okay. KDOS1060.com's poll question. Cast your vote. We'll answer it around 11:30 on Twitter at KDOSAM1060. Uh, who do you have tonight? ATS Lakers minus two and a half. Warriors plus two and a half. The Warriors need to win to avoid elimination once again. And the masses continue to be on the Warriors side of things. 100% of the vote. Yeah, just to repeat from earlier, uh, Anthony Davis uh, is not in concussion protocol, expected to play tonight. However, Andrew Wiggins has a rib injury, uh, reportedly some sort of a fracture. And I don't really understand the whole rib injury situation there, but he may not play tonight. And that would be a big deal because he's a really good defender. We'll get into that around 1130, but still time for you to cast your vote. We'll take your calls as well, 602-260-1060, around 1115, if you'd like to sound off on the Phoenix Suns, the season, NFL schedule, et cetera. Uh, before we get into NFL schedule, Cardinals schedule topics a little bit later, let's go back to the Diamond yesterday with the D-backs. Losing to the Giants yesterday, 6-2. to two. It was a Tommy Henry start. Six and two-thirds innings pitched, five hits, two runs, two walks, two strikeouts, and one home run. Uh, it was an offensive explosion, though, for the Giants in the ninth off of Jose uh, Reese. So, you know, again, it, whether or not it's the starting pitching or whether or not it's the bullpen here, that's what we've been seeing in this series and then this homestand for the D-backs so far. This has been a disaster of a homestand. This was supposed to you know, fatten up your record homestand. You know, with uh, you know, going against the Nationals, the last place Nationals, the worst offense in the National League, and the Marlins, and the average at best Giants, and they're so far so far they're three and four. They have three more games against the Giants in this particular series. Tommy Henry last night I thought did okay, uh, two runs, seven hits, a couple of walks in six and two thirds innings. Still almost no swing and miss. He only had two strikeouts. So I don't know how long he's going to survive without getting some strikeouts, uh, but we'll see how that goes. But uh, I thought he did okay. The bullpen, as you mentioned, blew up in the ninth inning. And uh, the Diamondbacks and the Giants have two of the uh, worst five bullpens in baseball at this point. And so uh, if you're watching the next couple of nights, if you're at the game, don't leave early because there could be some late run scoring. Uh, yeah, as evidence of what happened in the ninth just last night. Uh, for the the Giants today, it's going to be John Brebia, 1-0, 5.93 ERA, 21 strikeouts. The Diamondbacks are sending Ryan Nelson to the mound, 1-2, 6 ERA, yeah. 22 strikeouts. Yeah, and Brebia is just basically an opener. Uh, I don't know if he's officially an opener, but he's basically a relief pitcher. And they just need somebody to start tonight and uh, – yeah, it's uh, he's been mostly a relief pitcher so far this year, and uh, at least in his Giants career, so much of, for the most part, a relief pitcher. Some other contests here: uh, the Rays and the Yankees. So the Rays had an eight to two win for uh, their squad yesterday. Drew Rasmussen was great, seven innings pitched, two hits, seven strikeouts, and they are back at it today here with the Rays sending Trevor Kelly to the mound versus Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole five and zero, two point zero nine ERA and fifty eight strikeouts they did lose his last start but he technically did not get the loss kelly's also an opener he lost his last start at tampa last last weekend in fact uh but you know, it, it, kelly's an opener and uh you know, fleming's gonna be the bulk pitcher josh fleming uh for tampa tonight uh you mentioned rasmussen he's got 
21 consecutive scoreless innings in his career now against the Yankees. Uh, so he's been exceptionally – he's been good this year against anybody, but he's been really good against the Yankees in his career. And the Yankees have now won three out of four against uh, – the Rays, excuse me, have won three out of four against the Yankees in this in a seven-day span. You know, they played three games last weekend in Tampa. They have the four games in New York this weekend. And after this weekend – uh, this is one of the, if you're not if you're for the balanced schedule, maybe you're not crazy about it. After you hear this, the Rays and the Yankees they don't play again until July the 31st, and that's like trade deadline day. Ooh, that's interesting. Okay, uh, and there could be potentially some implications on the line for for those two teams. Yeah, you would think, but you know, one thing about you know the you know you don't play 19 games against teams in your division anymore. I mean, if you're buried in a division like the Yankees are getting buried in their division at this point, even though they still have a winning record, uh, you don't have as much time, much opportunity to make up games against your division opponents as you did previously. The Pirates and the Orioles, two teams that now we got to pay attention to, right? Uh, Johan Avito is going up against uh, Kyle uh, Bradish here. Two and three, 5.59 ERA, 33 strikeouts for Avito, and uh, Bradish one and one, 5.95 ERA, 18 strikeouts. Yeah, I have no reason to pay attention to Pittsburgh anymore. They went zero and seven last week when they played against Tampa and Toronto. Uh, so I just don't think that, you know, they're, you know, the good news for Pittsburgh is they're in the worst division maybe in the last 20 years in baseball in the uh, national I'm not exaggerating there either. I think I saw a thing the other day. They're on pace to be the worst division in like 20 years. Uh, so, you know, the, 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 the go Orioles, I guess, even though I don't believe them long term because their starting pitching is not good enough to survive a season. You really to be a threat in the postseason or even – I'm not even sure they make the postseason. Braves versus Blue Jays. Spencer Strider, 4-0, 2.70 ERA, 67 strikeouts going up against Chris Bassett, 4-2, 4.28 ERA, 33 strikeouts. The Braves are suddenly back into kind of almost must-win mode when Strider pitches uh, because obviously they've got the long-term injuries now. Not season-ending, it doesn't look like. But Max Fried and Kyle Wright both going on the injured list, and they're out for you know, seemingly much longer than 10 to 15 days. And uh, the other series here of utmost importance to the NL West, the Padres and the Dodgers. Padres sending Blake Snell to the mound, who's 1-5. 4.89 ERA, 39 strikeouts. Dustin May, 4-1, 2.68 ERA, and 29 strikeouts. Yeah, this is a rematch from last weekend. Obviously, they played you know, not just the teams, but the pitchers. Uh, they played last weekend in San Diego. Uh, May has been really effective throughout most of his career when he's been healthy. Uh, Snell, you know, not just in Tampa, but in San Diego, it seems like it's not often that you have a Blake Snell start that he doesn't have one inning where everything kind of goes haywire. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But three games this weekend at Dodger Stadium. And, and once again, after this weekend, I don't have the exact date, but these teams don't play for several more weeks uh, because of the new scheduling this year. 602-260-1060. That's the number if you'd like to join the program. We'll get to your calls now and uh, talk to you on the other side of the break. 602-260-1060. We'll also dive into the NFL schedule release. Bob, I have opening line numbers for you. As the Cardinals, well, I got some. Yeah, you know, the Cardinals are an underdog in every game this season. 
uh, you know, some a couple casinos posted the line for every game, and they're an underdog in every game at this point. I'm not overly surprised by that. I do see their... And, the di- and they didn't get a nice national television appearance, which we anticipated. That's correct. No primetime games for the Cardinals and uh, the fan duel over under win total sitting at four and a half for the Arizona Cardinals. We'll get into that on the other side of the break. But if you'd like to chime in, feel free to do so. 602-260-1060. It is the extra point here on KDOS AM 1060 on this Friday, May 12th. Listen to rewards for you with the KDOS 1060 app. Download today to hear all of the national and local shows you love. That's the KDOS 1060 app. Eleven nineteen here on KDOS AM 1060. Follow along online at KDOS1060.com or with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you. There was an NFL schedule release yesterday. I was busy. I didn't watch the shows. There were on plenty of networks. Uh, Bob, did you watch any of the, the schedule God release no. shows? There could have been nothing going on yesterday and I would have just found a way to avoid it. Uh, so you know, it's just my opinion. I don't really care what the schedule is at this time of the year. We still have some teams that are going to make some roster moves. Unfortunately, as we found out last year with DeAndre Hopkins getting suspended almost a year ago, right about now, uh, that you know that kind of uh, alters your opinion of a team heading into a season. Uh, so there's many things that have happened between now and the start of the season, and I'm uh, assuming I'm going to be – even though I only had one season win total under last year, uh, and luckily that cashed out with Tampa Bay under, but you know I assume I'm going to have you know some interest in season win totals in, in the NFL this year at Ye- some point, but not right now. Yeah, to your point, two years ago when the Ravens uh, went through their horrific uh, training camp and preseason schedule where all those injuries started piling up, that was a great time to jump on the under of the win total. So there's still a lot left to go between now and the start of the season, but at least it gives us something to look forward to. And I was just happened to be, I've only been in Las Vegas two days since the pandemic. That's one of the two days I was in Las Vegas. It was actually in a sports book in the Tropicana, which is, by the way, I just found out yesterday they're going to—they're tearing down the Tropicana. How sad is that? Oh. Anyway, yeah, they're going to make it room for the whatever the new Oakland A's ballpark is apparently. But whatever. But the Trop's going to be gone here soon. Another implosion in the casino I spent half my life on, <laughs> or half my life in. But anyway, I was actually in a casino when J.K. Dobbins went down with that preseason injury and. Yeah, and bet the under then uh, before they actually adjusted the number some. So that was a good move. Uh, so when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals here, uh, to no surprise, no primetime games. They also had no Thursday night games, which that changed this year that not every team had to be on Thursday night football. The Cardinals not getting any of those Amazon Prime contests here. They will open up the season on the road, 9-10 against the Commanders. Uh, if you care, as it is right now, on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, the Cardinals are plus six, Commanders minus six, over under sitting at 41 uh, when it comes to those- Colt McCoy versus Sam Howell, I can't you know, let me write down the date of this game. Yeah. Uh, Colt McCoy, a former commander. That's true. And uh, two organizations that are under scrutiny. Let's put it that way. 
Yes. Uh, I had just actually read a headline here that the one of the holdups right now for the sale of the Commanders is how much uh, Daniel Snyder wants to be kept sealed in the Mary Jo White investigation. So that's what's... <laughs> being held up at the moment uh back to the cardinals schedule here next two at home will be against the giants and dallas then october 1st they hit the road against the 49ers so uh they start off the season here with uh uh five straight nfc opponents yeah as i mentioned uh they're an underdog at least in a couple casinos that posted the numbers for every game they're an underdog in every game this season at least as of right now so I'm um, sure that that'll change at some point. You mentioned four and a half as far as a win total in some places. Kind of hard to make a case for the over. I'm not betting the under because I never bet the low numbers under, and I mean never. Uh, but I, I can't make a case for the over with this Cardinals roster right now. Yeah, that win total going under, I mean, crazy things always happen, right? Like, I mean, the Texans Correct. last year winning a game that they shouldn't have won, but they won it. Uh, then you also have October 8th versus the Bengals. So Joe Burrow come into town. October 15th and October 22nd, back-to-back -back road games against the Rams and the Seahawks. Is this kind of becoming a thing, or is this just a Cardinals thing in the NFL where there's back-to-back -back divisional games uh, on the road? That I don't know. Um, I'd have to investigate the schedule a bit more. You know, I don't think they really care about the Cardinals, and nor should they. Uh, so normally teams that are good, we see a lot of division games in the month of December. But you know, I think that's you know, I'm guessing that uh, uh, you know when they made this you know master schedule or however they figure this out, I'm guessing well we got to put the Cardinals in some prime spots here. I don't think that was at the top of their list. Then you have October 29th, home against the Ravens, November 5th at the Browns, November 12th, welcoming in the Falcons, then November 19th at the Texans. That's a game that they have to find a way to win, though, because the Cardinals own the Texans' pick. So you want to make sure that uh, – or, you know what, that's going to be a toss-up because the Cardinals might be in running for the number one overall pick. So you have to figure out what to do there on November 19th. November 26th versus the Rams, December 3rd at the Steelers, and then their bye comes really late in the year December 10th that's another sign usually not always because remember Tampa Bay had like a week 15 buyer whatever it was a couple years ago or 14 or the latest buy you could possibly have they had uh, but usually teams that have late season buys they just don't think they're going to be any good December 17th home versus the 49ers then December 24th and December 31st on the road Bears and Eagles uh, that's going to be cold weather for the Cardinals and then January 7th finishing the season at home versus Seattle we'll see at that point in time what the implications are for Seattle uh, just because if we think that they have an, a legitimate opportunity to contend against the 49ers in the division this year. And they play on Thanksgiving night in Seattle. That's about the only thing. The only things I really know about the schedule um, are the Thursday, the uh, Thanksgiving games, which I read earlier during the sports zone and don't have handy in front of me right now. I have them if you want them. Okay. All right. Tur you Turkey Dallas, Day. You got the Dallas and Detroit games at home, and then the San Francisco, Seattle is the other game. Correct. Yeah. Packers at Lions, Commanders at Cowboys, and 49ers at Seahawks. So. Okay. Well, I got one good game there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, and the other thing I know about the schedule is all the, the Jets fans apparently are just all pissed off. Uh, 
they got all these national television games, but they're they're like underdogs in three of their first four games, and you know, are they going to be any good by the time they get to October? Well, the Jets are playing in the inaugural day after Thanksgiving game on Amazon Prime with the Dolphins at the Jets, so we'll see how that particular contest goes. They, they can be done by then if you just go by, you know, like I said, I haven't even looked at their schedule, but I guess the first four or five games, uh, they're, they're an underdog in the majority, if not all those games. Uh, so get off to a bad start, and things may not go well. And as I've mentioned yesterday and I have you know, a couple of times here in the last few weeks, I just think this Jets hype is just so misguided because they have no offensive line. Well, it could get off to an 0-1 start because they are, we mentioned this already, Monday, September 11th to kickstart opening weekend for the NFL season. It's Bills at Jets. Uh, The Thursday contest, getting everything started, is the Lions at the Chiefs and then Sunday night football. I have a feeling we're going to be getting like a lot of this uh, in plenty of different uh, prime positions, Cowboys, Giants, because those are always two teams with ratings banana, bazan, bonanza. Correct. And, of course, we're getting it to start off the season. Cowboys at Giants on Sunday night football, and then Monday is Bills at Jets. Seems like they've played in week one a few times over the years, too. The Christmas Day games, the Raiders at the Chiefs, the Giants at the Eagles. Oh, there again. Uh, and uh, the Ravens at the 49ers. Yeah, okay, I'm okay with those except for the Raiders. I don't need to see them play anymore. Uh, so, you know, I, you know like there's a case can be made that their level, uh, their roster is even worse right now than it was at the end of last season. I I 100% agree with you about the win totals, that it's, you know, just time to kind of look into it, but nothing should be done right now. There's still plenty of things that can happen. There's still plenty of free agents that are out there that could be finding new teams and to see where they end up here. But I thought some notables were just interesting here. Uh, the Ravens over under win total is sitting at 10 and a half wins. Over is plus 116. Uh, under is minus 142 on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And obviously that that's got a bump because of everything that happened with Lamar Jackson coming back. And if it does bump, um, I'll at least investigate the possibility of going under. I need to look at the construction of these. I'm big in scheduled construction. I think that is a huge deal of whether you're going to try to bet these season win totals over or under, you know, whether teams have, yeah, they don't have too many opportunities. I don't know if anybody has three straight road games anymore. I think we only had a couple teams that had that last year. Those are the things I pay attention to. I forgot who it is. It might have been the Ravens last year that actually had four out of five road games and uh, like four road games in a, a five-week stretch at one point. And uh, I think it was also the time that Jackson was out for a while, so it was a really bad combination. But those are the, the roster construction things I really pay attention to. Uh, you know, whether you play a you know, Thursday night game after you play a division game, things like that. Those are the things that usually get my attention. The Bills over 10 and a half wins, minus 128, under 10 and a half wins at plus 102. thought that was kind of an interesting number just because of the narrative surrounding the AFC East right now. Yeah, I'd be shocked if I have any interest in betting over or under in the Bills season win total. I don't know what they have offensive line wise. And their defense, which we kind of thought was as good as anybody at the start of last year, certainly amongst the best, I'm not so sure about that anymore. They've lost some key players.
Our Panthers, Bob, they're sitting at seven and a half wins, seven and a half minus 122, under seven and a half wins at plus 100. Uh, Obviously, they're going to have a new quarterback. They have an entire new coaching staff. They still have a pretty good defense and an interesting weak division. Yeah, that's true. I also probably before I get you know, in, you know, invested in this uh, possibility, you know, it'd be over or nothing for me on this. But uh, I want to see Bryce Young and see how many passes he gets batted down in the preseason. <laughs> Bengals over seven, uh, 11 and a half wins at plus 110 under 11 and a half wins at minus 134 uh, for the Bengals. The Cowboys over nine and a half wins at minus 150 under nine and a half wins at plus 120. Not much to offer there. I think the Cowboys uh, just uh, off the top of my head. They've got a lot of roster moves to still make here. I don't know if they have any money left, but it's the NFL, so they always figure out a way to get people under the cap, even though it seems impossible to do so, they do it. Do you think there's a chance Zeke ends up back with the Cowboys? Uh, I heard that during the draft. I don't know how accurate that is, but they certainly talked that up seemingly every time the Cowboys were up for, to you know, before they made a pick. Uh, I heard that on both networks uh, during the draft. Now this division, Lions over nine and a half wins at minus 122, under nine and a half wins at plus 100. Interesting about the win total because there's getting a lot of love for the Lions in some primetime games. Packers over seven and a half wins at minus 122, under seven and a half wins at plus 100. Uh, the Packers obviously turning things over to Jordan Love, and maybe we'll get to see, you know, how good of a coach is Mike LaFleur. If the Lions ever get to 10, that's something I would consider betting under. The Chiefs, defending Super Bowl champs, over 11.5 wins at minus 128, under 11.5 wins at plus 104. Uh, Then you also have the other team in the Super Bowl, the Eagles, over 10.5 wins at minus 148, under 10.5 wins at plus 118. There's no way, I could, as much as I like the Chiefs, there's no way I'm going to bet the, any team over 12 wins, even if it's a 17-game season. Seahawks, over 8.5 wins at minus 132, under 8.5 wins at plus 106. Uh, I'm sorry, one more time on that one? Oh, uh, the Seahawks, over 8.5 wins or okay. under. Well, I liked them last year. I didn't have enough guts to do it, but at least I was smart enough early in the season to realize that these dudes are pretty good. And I took advantage of it then. I'd have to investigate the Seahawks schedule to really have an opinion here. But I do think they have a chance. They've certainly gotten better in the offseason uh, long before the draft. I mean, people love their draft, but I like the, you know, I like the, what they did veteran-wise. They added some key players at key spots, including, you know, the middle of their defense, which really needed some help. Some early spreads look for you. And, of course, it's Friday Spread brought to you by Vaughn Hansen's Meats and Spirits. So right now it's caller number 3602-260-1060 for the Vaughn Hansen's Meats and Spirits $100 gift certificate. Visit our friends over at Vaughn Hansen's Meats and Spirits this weekend, 2390 North Alma School in Chandler or at VaughnHansen'sMeats.net. Mother's Day special, too. 10-ounce ribeyes and two twice-baked potatoes at $39.99. Spatchcock cut chickens at $2.99 a pound and 16-20-count cooked shrimp at $14.99 a pound. Caller number three right now is 602-260-1060 for the Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits $100 gift certificate, 2390 North Alma School in Chandler. It is poll question time, and that's coming up on the other side of the break. We'll dive back into the Phoenix Suns as well as the Lakers and the Warriors 
Warriors contest tonight. It's the Extra Point here on KDUS AM 1060. turn those picks into gold wall-to-wall nfl coverage and the biggest stories coming to you from 3 to 5 p.m the rich eisen show here in kdus am 1060 and kdus 1060.com Eleven thirty-eight here on KDOS AM ten sixty. As always, online at KDOS ten sixty dot com and with the KDOS ten sixty app, powered by SuperBook Sports. Congratulations to our winner of the one hundred dollars gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. Once again, located two three nine zero North Alma School in Chandler. You can visit them online as well at vonhansensmeats.net. The Mother's Day special: two ten ounce ribeyes, two twice baked potatoes at three ninety nine. Uh, spatchcock cut chickens at. $2.99 a pound and $16.20 count. Cooked shrimp at $14.99 a pound. The cooked part is nice. You don't have to do that yourself. <laughs> okay. All right. I agree with that. <laughs> it's time for the KDOS1060.com poll question, and uh, it involves the Phoenix Suns. The season ended last night. The hands of the Denver Nuggets, 125 to 100, was the final score in game six. Should the Suns break up the core following a second consecutive humiliating season ending loss? Yes or no? Uh, I think yes, and I, there's different ways you can answer this question. It's kind of a vague question, but it was kind of purposely meant to be a vague question. I think it would be a major mistake and a colossal mix, a mistake if Isaiah Thomas is put in a situation where he's making decisions here. As much as I uh, enjoyed watching Isaiah Thomas play, even though I didn't exactly enjoy watching the Pistons play one of those years because it was thug ball and so forth, but I appreciated his athleticism and so forth. And he was part of the thug ball thing, too, by the way. But since he's left uh, as a player, whether it be the CBA you know, disaster, uh, with the exception of when he was in Toronto, he dra- drafted Damon Stoudemire. That worked out okay. But other than that, there's not many things basketball-wise away from his playing career that have worked out particularly well. Obviously, the Knicks thing was just a, you know, a mess. Uh, from the start on and off the floor, for that matter. And, uh, you know, Ishbia and him are tight. And obviously, the big rumor is soon, he actually, not even a rumor when he first, you know, Ishbia first bought the franchise, he was actually asked that, pre- that question about Thomas, whether he's going to be part of this organization at the press conference. And then, then you know, that's just escalated here the last few days. I think there would be a mistake if they just, you know, ripped up the front office at this point. However, as far as you know, player personnel, uh, you know, there's plenty of reports out there this morning. I saw one a few minutes ago that they're going to aggressively pursue to move on from Chris Paul. We talked uh, to Doug Haller earlier, and the, he's only got X number of dollars guaranteed for the next season in the contract, so it would be easier to move him and you know, for the Suns and for probably anybody that would like to acquire him. Also, DeAndre Ayton, I've already seen him linked with the Bulls and the Hornets. Uh, that they would be interested in acquiring Aiton via trade. So I think we have player personnel-wise, I, I would be shocked if this is the same team next year as far as the so-called you know, big four, as we've kind of dubbed them, whether it's accurate or not. I Maybe I dubbed them that, whatever. I think I'm not the only person that called them that, but I think player personnel-wise, there, there's zero chance that this team's back 
as far as this, you know, the main four guys next year? Yeah, so when you first uh, sent this question to me, I was like, well, who is he considering the core? Like, is the core CP3, Booker, KD, Ayton? Does the core include Monty? Does the core include James Jones? And I was like, ah, clever. He's letting us just kind of uh, go with it in terms of how we're going to answer this question. So for me here, I think that... You, you go back to Monty Williams absolutely put his stamp in being able to change the culture of this team. That the success that this Suns franchise has had has a lot to do with Monty, has a lot to do with his stability, has a lot to do with just kind of his presence here. So the question then becomes, has there been enough evidence for you to think to yourself that he's done all of these wonderful things for this team, but this is as far as he can take you. So if that's the, if you answer that question is yes, then he has to be part of the moving on process because you probably also have to factor in here that Kevin Durant, what he has two, three years left on in his contract, but he is what 35 years old. So you do have to factor in that. What is the time frame of him being a core piece being here in Phoenix? that you're going to get a lot of production with him. Devin Booker, 26 years old, still in the prime of his career, able to get better. So maximizing all of that opportunity. Uh, I also think that we could go back to culture change as well. You you have to include Ricky Rubio being part of that. That set the stage for Chris Paul coming in here. Chris Paul then changed the culture here, uh, providing some accountability, providing some Uh, In addition to Devin Booker, bringing in guys that wanted to be here. So all of that are stepping stones. But is Chris Paul now at 38 years old, uh, has he outlived what he can provide for this team? I think the answer to that question is yes. Uh, I think there were... Portions of the playoff series last year against the the Pelicans where he was the guy, he had to be the guy, and he showed out and was able to be the guy. Consistency-wise, age maybe was starting to catch up to him. I think we saw a dramatic decline in his productivity this year. I think still Cerebri, he's so good and so fluid and still able to you know help the team, but can he be that piece that you absolutely need as part of the starting five? So I think he's gotten you as far as you can uh unfortunately he's not 10 years younger he is 38 years old so you're gonna have to to move along in in that capacity here so uh, then I think at this point there's just so much frustration around DeAndre Ayton yes I know fans have some frustration around it but it almost seems like it's definitely a thing inside the locker room because we saw last year in the playoffs the dust up between him and Monty Williams it didn't really sound like they they talked about it very much whether or not they were going to give him his contract etc that whole thing was a whole to do as well I I just think that that relationship probably uh, can't survive so with all of that in, in mind here I think we have to give credit to the players that have changed the narrative because it's really fun to be able to talk about playoffs basketball once again as opposed to a 20 win season so all credit where credit is due now if you want to take that next leap changes have to be made i agree with all that so there good job
Oh, thank you. The masses, though, completely disagree. They're on the no side of things. They're wrong. <laughs> 65% of the vote, yes, sitting at 35%. That is the KDOS1060.com poll question. Flipping this on over to Twitter, at KDOSAM1060, there's a game tonight. The Lakers can close it out. The Lakers minus 2.5, Warriors plus 2.5. Game is in L.A. So what happens uh, my question here is, is Anthony Davis playing? It seems like that's the prevailing thought that he's going to play. So how productive is he going to be? That's kind of been a question mark so far throughout the playoffs about consistency. One game good, one game MIA. In this series, though, against the Warriors prior to the injury, he was stringing together some consecutive really good games. So if he's back being dominant Anthony Davis, certainly you have to kind of think uh, home court, Lakers, that has the edge here. Uh, At some point, I know the defense has been really stout on Steph Curry and is forcing him to do a lot of things that he doesn't want to do, but at some point he's going to go off, right? Like he is Steph Curry and this is a must win situation. So you have to think that he's not going to want to go home and he's going to, you know, throw everything he possibly can at the situation. Um, So I don't have any real idea what's going to happen. I hope it's a, a close game and I hope it's a good contest. I would say Warriors plus two and a half. I'm on the other side here, especially if Wiggins doesn't play. And just based by uh, based on what's happened in the market here in the last half hour or so, I've had time to check her in. I wonder if uh, something was revealed at the shoot-around. I assume there's a shoot-around I do this actually have Ken, – Kendra Andrews just tweeted this out. Wiggins participated in the walkthrough portion of shoot-around before heading back to get more treatment. He will attempt to go through a pregame warm-up later on before a final decision is made. That's what she's reporting. Okay, unfortunately, the best number is gone if you want to lay the points with the Lakers because there are plenty of three-and-a-halves popping up here in the last half hour, which makes me believe that at least uh, some people with some clout in the marketplace believe that Wiggins isn't going to play or be effective if he does play. I think that's a big deal because he's a real key defender for them no matter who they're playing, especially in this series because the Lakers, not just LeBron, but they've got – yeah, Reeves has been. You know, he's had kind of a, you know, kind of a. You know, he had a bad series and some for them. Well, he had some bad games against Memphis, but he's uh, really delivered in a couple of key spots, including the other night. Uh, and uh, just you get, they've got perimeter guys that you have to guard, and he can't guard them all. The masses are on the Warriors plus two and a half side of things at 87.5% of the vote. Lakers minus two and a half at 12.5%. This is on Twitter at KDOS AM 1060. I do want to mention this here as this is coming out right now. So the Suns are having their exit interviews today. Devin Booker did not meet the media post game yesterday. So kind of the sentiment was that he would talk to the media today. Apparently he did not. Jeez. Okay. That's all I got to say for that. Uh, yeah, unless, like I mentioned earlier, a couple of times, maybe not enough times, unless he's got you know, some kind of, he's having treatment uh, for his you know, injured ankle or whether there's some kind of family personal emergency situation. He's the face of the franchise. The public deserves to hear what he has to say after his second consecutive really bad game at the end of the season. He had 12 points last night. He had 11 points when they got eliminated last year by the Mavericks. He needs to be heard. So unless something is going on that gives him a legitimate excuse not to talk last night and today, 
he is completely being unprofessional here. We wrap up this edition of Extra Point on this Friday, May 12th. On the other side of the break, it is the Extra Point. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you. One more to go to close out the week. Sports topics weekly right here on KDUS AM 1060 with me, the Doug Gottlieb Show, 1 3 p.m. Friday, May 12th here on KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Make sure you're downloading that app, register and get yourself ready for listener rewards. I know there's something special getting started next week as well, but it's that time once again. It is thank you time. As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever. And whatever else sip to the cracks. Also, our guest today, Suns discussion with Doug Haller from The Athletic. And also, we have San Francisco Giants update with Brady Coppler of the McCovey Chronicles. Read all his work, McCovey Chronicles. Just check that out, and all of Brady's work is there, among other things. Uh, also, sound day courtesy of ESPN, TNT, Fox, Valley Sports Arizona, NBC, WDAE. That's the Rays flagship station. LAD 570, that's the uh, Dodgers flagship station, and also KWFM. And special thanks, as always, to Kayla and Aaron, uh, Corey and Aaron. And also uh, special thanks and uh, happy Mother's Day to Kayla's mom. And uh, you did a nice job raising your daughter, and she does a tremendous job, and I appreciate her hard work every day. Oh, Bob. Kayla's going to tell us what's coming up next. Now you're you making go. me look even more bad that uh, you had a nicer thing to say about my mom than, you know, so now I really got to pour it on here. Uh, so coming up next here on KDOS AM 1060 from noon to 1 o'clock, it is Sports Map Radio Network, followed by the Doug Gottlieb Show from 1 to 3, the Rich Eisen Show from 3 to 5, and uh, Dave Bierstein uh, from 5 to 6 with the Sports Zoo. ASU Baseball starting a three-game series at USC, pregame at 6.15, first pitch at 6.30 here on KDOS AM 1060, KDOS1060.com, and with the KDOS 1060 app. I do want to add one thing to the thank yous, though. You mentioned Corey here. Uh, he took on a few extra things we had going on this week, so an extra special thank you to him for juggling a bunch of different things going on. So uh, thanks to Corey for his efforts. And then, as you've mentioned here, it is Mother's Day, so a big thank you to uh, my mom for all of her continued support and uh, looking forward to hanging out with her on Saturday. Uh, I didn't, uh, you know, maybe I'll have to make a trip over to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits so she can cook up some uh, some delicious meals here for us. Two 10-ounce ribeyes, two twice-baked potatoes at $3.99, spatchcock-cut chickens at $2.99 a pound, and 16-20-count cooked shrimp at $14.99 a pound. They're located 2390 North Alma School in Chandler, Von Hansen's 
Morrisonsmeats.net. Uh, the Giants. I know your mom can bake Christmas cookies really well. Yes. So you can send, you know, you help, you know, just some, like, how about some May 12th cookies? You can send those along to me too if you like. So actually, uh, I've been craving something that has butterscotch. And yet, Ooh. all of the different recipes that she has for butterscotch, uh, she can't find the like instant butterscotch that she needs. So we've been on a family hunt for butterscotch to be able to provide her the appropriate ingredients she needs so she can bake that up. So uh, if the butterscotch doesn't come through, then maybe I'll have the fallback with the cookies because those Christmas cookies are definitely delicious. My father was a huge butterscotch guy. So so there's a Throw the throw, I throw that get little father's in get little father's reference in here too. We've been taking care of all the parental thing here. Very so absolutely. Uh, the Giants are at the Diamondbacks 6:40 tonight. Bally Sports Arizona NBA playoffs continue. The Knicks at the Heat 4:30 tonight. Uh, the Heat have the chance to close out the Knicks. The Warriors are at the Lakers seven o'clock with uh, the Lakers having the chance to close out the Warriors. I guess. Should we end on a prediction? Do both of these series end? Hopefully the Knicks, I'm done with them. So go go Heat. And uh, I'm actually going to be in a casino. I'm going to not get the best number now, though, unless something strange happens between now and the start of the, uh, start of the game. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm interested in uh, wagering on the maybe a money line bet is my best shot here. Uh, I'm interested in the war on the, excuse me, the Lakers tonight, especially if Wiggins is not going to play. Or I think if he does play, I really wonder how much he's going to, how effective he's going to be with the uh, rib cartilage situation. Great news, Bob. I just received a text. The family hunt has been successful. Butterscotch <laughs> will be happening on Sunday. Congratulations. <laughs> Excellent. Good to hear. Everyone, Good to have fun. Thank you. Everyone, you all have yourselves a fantastic weekend. Thank you, as always, for listening. And we'll be back on Monday getting things started with the Sports Zone at 9 a.m.